Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 107. I'm Graham, I'm here with Luke and Richie. Cody had to go to bed, he was tired. Uh, and XJ we found Mike, XJ Mike. He's, he fixed his water heater, and he's, he's ready to podcast with us, I guess. Um, <laughs> wow, made it, way to make that sound boring as fuck. <laughs> he's, he's ready to talk. Um... But yeah, so this this is actually I'm excited for this one because I only ever met you, Mike, with the TJ, and I know you weren't a super huge fan of that thing. But I don't want no. to talk about TJs yet. Um, we've talked enough about stupid Wranglers. Um, stupid Wranglers. So I guess we'll just jump into like the traditional one here. What got you into wheeling, and what was your first rig? So. Um... I had my first car was a '98 two-wheel drive four-cylinder Tacoma, and uh, I soon learned that I hated that. And uh, I was dating a girl at the time that had a Cherokee, and uh, I bought one. And I did a couple things to it. I did like a you know standard four-inch rough country lift, and put some racer ass European tail lights on it, and. Uh, mm. CB antenna, and I thought I was I was the shit. I was like 16 and still in high school. Um, then this dude that I knew from uh, from high school said, "Hey, let's go out this place near us called uh, Carson's Run. It's like an illegal wheeling trail. You go under the highway and stuff." And uh, he took me out there. I got the thing buried, and this old dude that worked at the Jeep dealership brought this uh like 1940 40 something i don't know exactly what year 1940 something willies out there and it just walked circles around us all and pulled me out and that was pretty cool so i got um a little more serious into it and he took me up to roush creek like two months later and i got hooked uh i broke a couple things and i got a locker put in it got rid of them shitty tail lights put a uh, you know, some better suspension on it went from there. And is is this the same one that you built up to, you know, the one that everybody knows you for, or is this a... So, that was a blue one. Okay. That, so, some of the older followers, I guess. Uh, that one caught on fire. And everybody, you know, it, it was one tons, uh, 39 and a half inch swampers with some uh, custom steel... Uh, DOM fenders and yeah that caught on fire one winter trying to get up my driveway and uh, we think we had 30 35 inches of snow and that was the end of that one I think I vaguely I vaguely remember I don't remember that actually happening but I remember hearing that it did happen and that's yeah okay so that rings a bell so while everybody's listening everyone thinks that was uh, an insurance fraud I had liability on that bitch. Do you have any idea what 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 you think caused it, or? Um, I'm pretty sure some transmission fluid puked out and got on the exhaust and smoldered some wires for a while. But uh, I got a phone call after I, you know, I hiked up. Uh, it's like a quarter quarter mile driveway on a hill, mm-hmm. and I was uh, standing in front of my pellet stove, undressing, getting all my snow clothes off. I was doing some removal. And uh, my buddy calls me. He's like, hey, you know, nonchalant. Like, oh, how you doing, man? Uh, crazy snow we're having. I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. And he's like, hey, uh, Scott Sturgill, he's guy lives down the street. 
So he he just drove by your house. He said your Jeep's on fire. Oh, I'm shit. like I'm like uh, no, it's not. I look out the window. Uh, I don't see anything. And then I'm like uh, I don't. I'm not buying that. He's just fucking with me. And I hang up the phone. And like five minutes later, I'm like, you know what? I ought to probably go check. And I realized that the snow was so heavy coming down that I couldn't see the end of the driveway. And I get halfway down, and I hear a crackling and popping and uh, like the shocks blowing. So I call call nine one one, and they had to follow a uh, follow a plow truck down the road to get to it. Oh wow! Yeah, that was bad. So it's I got I got to save the axles and the tires off of it and all the suspension stuff. So that was all right. Can we just stop and talk a moment about the irony? Right. Isn't I it? mean, aren't you a firefighter? Yeah, but this was before I got in. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. I take back the irony <laughs> remark. But I mean, it's it is a good point. Like my my parents were in, and I should know better. You know all that. Should have had a fire extinguisher, or whatever. Yeah, but by the time you actually got to it, was it was it small enough that you could actually put it out? Like. What at what point did you no. get? To it? Was it already gone? It was uh, like the windows had blown out, and there was fire was coming up over the roof. So no, no. It, it was gone. Oh yeah, she was gone. It, I wouldn't. Uh, I was. I was so panicked. I was throwing snow in there. I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. It, it's it's funny how how you react when someone's on fire. I caught um, <laughs> like the you know that interior foam on in the dash for like the heater panel and such mm-hmm. well i was welding on the firewall of my jeep on the passenger side um, right i forgot what i was doing i was putting like a little i had to cut a chunk of it out to make something fit and i was just welding a panel back on i didn't really think anything of it but the bottom part the bottom metal sheet metal that i was welding to was right up against some foam there must be foam on the inside mm-hmm. so i had stopped for a second and you know, sometimes you're you're welding on something that's kind of nasty. It'll like random crap will just come out from from random spots, right? Well, I saw some smoke from the inside, which I thought was kind of weird. I didn't initially didn't think anything of it, and then I had you know put everything down, and it was still smoking from there. And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and of course, you know, I had caught the foam on fire, so it was like it was in fire on fire behind my dashboard. I was like, "Fuck, that could be really yeah, bad." Yeah, it's like deep seated too. Yeah, so there's there's no good way to get to that, and here I am for probably like, uh, it probably wasn't that long, but it felt like a really long time as I'm looking for a fire extinguisher. There's like four fire extinguishers in the shop, and I couldn't find, couldn't a, single find a single one. Right? I was like, what the hell is going on? I've not literally not, I can't find an extinguisher, and this thing's gonna burn to the ground because I'm a dumbass. But it didn't. I found one. Uh, but I, I know exactly what you mean. That like panic that sets in when something is on fire. Is, yeah. is odd, right? It totally just all logic is gone. Yep. I'm sure Richie could probably tell the story better than I can, but I caught a whole thing of differential fluid on fire once. That was fucking awful. Transmission fluid. Oh, even worse. <laughs> I didn't know diff fluid was flammable. <laughs> there was definitely some diff fluid in there. <laughs> Luke was welding something on one of his old uh, jeeps. At our uh, Nagatuck shop. No, uh, was at, uh, that was at Nagatuck. That was on the lift. No, it wasn't. That was at um, Terryville. No, it was on the lift because 
we were both standing underneath the jeep. Oh, oh no, I was talking about the time at, um, that's another funny story. I was talking about the time in Terryville where, like, I went to go run out the fucking garage door and, uh, Mike's truck, not this Mike, but a different Mike, his truck was parked right there, so I ended up running back into the shop and stealing Pavia's fire extinguisher. Oh, right, right. I, I thought you were talking about in Naugatuck. I, I tell everybody that story. That you, were, you, you were underneath the Jeep welding something over by the cross member after dumping all kinds of transmission fluid. And so you had me standing there with a fire extinguisher and you, you told me you would yell fire and then get out of the way and I was going to blast it with the extinguisher. Well, you yelled fire, and then instead of getting out of the way, you lifted the uh, mask up, and it was just a little baby flame. So you went to inhale, and you caught a lungful of the fire extinguisher, because I was already dropped to my knee, pulling the pin, and squeezing the trigger. That was hilarious. I was coughing fire extinguisher for, like, a week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good times. Um. Yeah. Anywho, so those axles came out of that Jeep, right? And they went into the free XJ mic rig? Yes. So sorry if I missed anything. My phone just went full potato and I, I was out of here for, for that story. Um Yeah, so it was a the front axle was a like a ninety eight Dodge CAD sixty that uh, it was terrible, yes. It um and the rear was like the 60 like the isu that you can put the bigger the 35 spline axle shafts in yep. oh yeah, yeah like the bread truck one or whatever yeah i don't know what the hell it was out of i tried i broke a shaft once and i couldn't find another one so i just ended up putting a 14 bolt in mm. um yeah that that cad 60 it took a licking man i didn't break anything on it on the 39s i had or the 42 inch mtrs i had granted they're not you know they're not stickies or anything but they took a they took their fair share. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody always like if it's not a Super Duty sixty, I feel or a Kingpin sixty, people always kind of talk down on them. And yeah, and there's definitely reasons why people use those axles more than the other options. But it's not to say some of the other ones aren't. So it's the only reason I got them, them, right? What's that? It's not to say you can't use use those axles like the Dana fifty. I, I love I love talking about Dana fifties because the only parts I ever broke were the stock Dana sixty parts, the internal parts, and all the crap that people. Other than the gear set, but that was uh, it's a whole nother can of worms that's a little different. But right, all right, it, it's just uh, it, it did me really well for a really long time, and I you know a Dana fifty is in a lot of places much much cheaper than a Dana sixty. And you can no do doubt. just about as much. So the reason I got those, a uh, guy was selling, I guess he was parting out his Jeep. It was like a haggard-ass piece of shit, but he sold me those two axles with, uh, like, Heim steering and the 39.5-inch swampers on steel wheels for uh, like 150 or 200 bucks. So I was like, yeah, might as well. I'll see how long they last. Was crack cocaine involved? I don't know what was up with this dude. He was like he was young, like I was, 
uh, he couldn't have been more than 20. Oh, so he, he got her pregnant. Maybe, yeah, that's quite possible. <laughs> I think I think he might have tried to drive the thing on the road and almost died or something like the mounts. The, the upper control arm mount on the front axle uh, passenger side was literally a piece of tube with a hole drilled through it. So there was, like, no bushing whatsoever. What? He had, like, chains for limit straps. Yeah, I actually got a picture of it. Uh, like, I mean... That, that sounds like it killed somebody. Yeah, it might have. It's way back on my Instagram. I'm not going to pull it up. But it was... It's like a chewed up piece of junk. The rig? Or the... No, the, uh, the axles... The okay. If, if okay. the axle was like that, I'm going to assume that the rig was too. <laughs> the rig, yeah, I didn't see it in person, but it was just like, just looked like you'd slap uh, a stock Cherokee on top of a 12 inch lift and cut the fenders out. It wasn't. It didn't look like he had wheeled it yet. That's also terrible. <laughs> Everything about this just keeps getting worse, and I love it. Well, luckily he pulled it apart. Yep. Gone so, the world. Is that... You wheeled it on the 39 Swampers for a little while, right? Uh, yeah, I'd say... A year. Probably a year. Not too long. Now, I'm not trying to hop too far ahead, but, uh... Is that... Was it the 39 Swampers, then the 42 MTRs? Um, correct. So, the, the Swampers went on to the black jeep for a few months and then i seen a guy selling the mtrs and we i met him up at roush he, he took him off like a koh buggy or something and they came with some 17 inch bead locks because if i remember correctly that was what started the hashtag free xj mike oh yeah once i once i got them on i think it might have been like two or three weeks before i got pulled over So what was that saga? Because that was hilarious to watch as an outsider <laughs> looking in. So I leave work to go uh, you know, for lunch. I was daily driving this Jeep at the time because I only worked like 10 minutes away from my house. And I was working like a little industrial park. And I see a cop you know, drive by me as I'm pulling out of my work. And I see him bang an immediate U-turn. So I... I busted a right down into this other part of the park and like parked in my buddy's shop for like a minute. And I should have stayed there longer, but I pulled back out and I end up getting behind this cop. He makes a left, I make a right, and I like book it towards Wawa. Which Wawa's are amazing. Yeah, Wawa's are the best. Um, he comes up behind me, pulls me over, and he was pretty cool. He's like, I'm going to forget about the fact that you just tried to run from me. I was like, and I was yeah, like, man, uh, and he said, no, don't say anything. No. What's that? I was just going to say, oh no, I'm just going to Wawa. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, don't say anything. Just forget it happened. I was like, okay, yes, sir. He's, he's like, uh, these tires stick out pretty far, huh? I was like, yeah, I guess so. He's like, it doesn't look like any of the tire at all is underneath the body. He's like, that's kind of illegal. I was like, yeah. He said, your windshield's cracked too. And uh, 
you don't have any doors on it. I had tube doors on at the time, but he said he said something about them not being legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he writes me just three repair orders for that stuff and sends me on my way. Uh, so I get to Wawa. At that point, I was only like a minute away. I get my food. And I had a welded rear. So as I'm turning out, it's like howling. Yeah. Like I'm making like completely lock-to-lock turns getting out of this parking lot. Yeah, and, and you got the scalded dog sound coming from the ass end. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's an attention grabber for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I make it 10 feet out of the Wawa parking lot, and he comes tearing ass up behind me, pulls me over. And this dude was a fucking dick. Like, I like cops for the most part, but this guy was a fucking dick. And he's like, turn the vehicle off. Give me your keys. I was like, I'm like, what for? He's like, I said, give me the keys. This vehicle is unsafe for the road. <laughs> I was like, you're another trooper just, or uh, sheriff just pulled me over for the same thing, I'm sure, and gave me repair orders. He's like, I don't care. I'm saying this is unsafe for the road. Give me your keys. It's getting towed. I was like, all right, well, I got a trailer at my house. Can I get someone to bring it to me? He said, nope, I already called for the tow truck. Jeez. So, oh, um, man, that sucks, dude. Yeah, it was bad. I had to get my mommy to come pick me up. Um, so, I went through something pretty similar, too. Uh, just not nearly as cool. I pissed off the wrong cop at 3 a.m. in a small little town by me. Mm-hmm. I was coming home, and I had just put a uh, Isuzu Trooper 12-bolt in the rear end of my Cherokee, and I had a 44 front. Um, and the cop pulls me over and he's like, you don't have a rear bumper. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry about that. And he's like, uh, I thought that the hitch counted cause like I had a hitch with like some stupid extension on it and shit, you know, nothing too crazy. And I had 35s on it and like, I had actually built it to the Connecticut rule book, which is four and a half inches of extension. And I had four and a quarter inches of extension. Uh, past the furthest extension of the body line is the way that the rules are written so you could measure off the door and get four and a quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, This cop was not having any of it. (laughs) It was like... Well, when you pull the sheet out and say, actually, it is legal, they don't... And they don't don't want it to be legal. I don't mean like I pulled actually... Or I didn't pull like the actually, but like he walks up to the door, he's like, this thing's not safe. And I was like, oh, what's wrong, officer? He's like... I can see your shocks are in the wrong position. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, your tires stick out too far, and for every inch that they stick out, it's a $100 fine in Connecticut. And I was like, what? And it's <laughs> like, your rear bumper doesn't count as a bumper. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like, your front bumper doesn't count as a bumper either. Do you want a child to get sucked into this thing? Because, like, I had one of those dirt-bound ones where it comes up to the really fine point at the header panel. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, like, you know, just kind of, like, letting him go. And he's he goes and he grabs this taser and he's like, I need you to step out of the vehicle. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm pulling your registration. You are not going anywhere with this thing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Damn. How long uh, did you get away? Sorry to cut you off, Luke. How long did you get away with driving it on the road uh, before you started? You know, before the whole 
saga, I guess. Um, I'd say I got. So I'm sitting here on on my Instagram looking at pictures. I'd say I finished this thing around. I want to say March, uh, April. I finished it in early April, and then I got pulled over July fourth for that for that beginning of that saga. So only a couple months. Yeah, but the blue Jeep was on the 39s, and I drove that on the road for probably a year. But like I said, I had like probably six-inch fenders on it, and the wheels were not as offset. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of the original one just to refresh my memory. They were pretty offset. <laughs> yeah. I think they were like three and a half inch or something like that. Yeah, and it's not wrong. They mostly stick out entirely from the body. <laughs> yeah, the fronts were definitely all the way out. The rears had a couple inches in. No, this. Uh... Oh no, shit! Is that the same CAD axle? Oh yeah, I had that under uh, under it when it went to a buggy too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I guess that was your next step, right? I mean. Uh, once you had it taken off the road, I know that's sort of when I started following you, and I saw it, um, you know, transform into uh, the buggy that it became. Right. Yeah. So they gave me, I think, eleven total repair orders. It was for like dumb shit. Like they had wheels, tires, both the separate things, like lug nuts, steering, bumpers, windshield, doors. They had a bunch of shit on there. So I lug figured. Nuts. Yeah, I think I was missing a couple. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, but um, that's why there's extras on the wheel. You don't that's need right. all. <laughs> you only need like five. I don't care if it came with eight. <laughs> uh, so I figured I'd never be able to get it legal to ride on the road. So um, I was buddies with Scott Berger at the time. And I said, well, I want to do what you got because this thing's fucking badass. And I was going back and forth on it for a while, and I finally decided to do it. Me and my buddy, Corey, uh, just were in the garage one night, probably 10 o'clock at night, and I saw all the doors off. And I was like, fuck it, man, let's do the whole thing. We cut the cut the roof off that night. Yeah, and you did, I know you did the, uh, like, the top cage. I guess, what was what were the steps to get it to, like, its final form as, <laughs> as a buggy? Um, so, I did the uh, the two by six boat sides. I uh, took it up to my buddy Lenny's shop. Uh, I think you guys might know him. He's like Six Point Onion YJ on Instagram. If you don't know him, he's got a badass YJ buggy he's building. All right, anyway, took it up there, got the boat sides on it, uh, brought it home, put an atlas in it. And then I took it over to my buddy Dave's shop because he had room for two. And he had a tube bender and we went part ways in on a on a die for it, so he let me use it. Did the cage there. Uh he was a big help on that. He is very good with math where I can barely do subtraction and addition. Uh we got that done probably in a month. I went I went there every single day after work and all day on the weekends, we knocked it out. All while he was building a Turbo LS Comanche uh, dragster. Um, yeah, that's how the cage got done. 
And I'm trying to think because let me, let me pull up your Instagram again here. Because didn't you have there was like somebody and then it went full no but uh, what was the uh, right what was right the span? So I left the front clip on it just to keep a little Cherokee, mm -hmm. and uh, I had like some skins I made out of the rear fenders on there, like dovetailed in. And I just kept smashing the header panel out wheeling, so I dove-nosed it one day. And it, honestly, it looked like shit for a while. Um, I cut down a header panel and got that put on there. It looked pretty decent, but I had to move the radiator to the back. Um, that didn't run very well for me. And up, uh, ended up rupturing a coolant line and burning this girl in the passenger seat. Uh, so that's when the header panel came off. And the radiator went back up front, and that's pretty much where the whole buggy was. I guess it was just a hood then. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing that now. I see the hood and the radiator in the front as they go back here. Interesting, okay. Yeah, it literally was just a hood. Yep. The tube work on that thing was pretty uh, unique. I, I liked it. It, um, it was just different. Yeah, I really miss that thing, man. I've been trying to buy it back from the guy that uh, that bought it because he hasn't done anything with it, and he just ignores me. Oh, the chassis is just sitting. Yeah, it's just literally sitting on the edge of his woods. Jeez, that's annoying. Yep. So, Austin, if you're listening, let me buy that thing, man. Yeah, let it let it be revived. Um... She doesn't deserve to rot away. <laughs> It was just cool, too, because it was such a different way of doing a Cherokee. It was a very interesting blend of, like, almost bouncer look, yet still keeping that Cherokee vibe. Yeah, I was trying to go for a little bouncer in, like, the windshield area. Yeah, I can definitely tell with the way it kind of, like, curves in a little bit. Right? Because you cut the roof off, so you didn't have to follow any, like, the, the upper body lines, which is what makes Cherokees always look like shit when you put cages <laughs> Correct, on them. Yeah, if I did it again, I'd slant the uh, I'd slant the A pillar back more, like more, um, like front to back. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, where the first bend is at the uh, at the top of the dash, I would have bent it at more of an angle. Yeah, hmm. I'm trying to think. We we actually had a conversation last week about last week. Um, uh, Gaddy Terry, who did that, uh, like full endo and smashed the shit out of his like a pillar halo mm. section, and it just crushed down. We were mm. talking about like ways to uh prevent that and more of an angle and like just more triangulation. Probably do yeah. it. If yeah. I had more angle there, I could have put a second bar in for the a pillar. Yeah, you know you it's. No, That's one of those things that we were talking about is how to put a second bar in to support the A-pillar. And, like, I think I could get away with it my rig or on my rig because mine's a two-door. So you could, like, put a slight slant on the bar and still have enough room to get in and out of it. Right. I don't think you could on a four-door. And yeah, keep the original body line. So, now, this is where the autism comes in. Um, on the rear end, you just cut everything off behind, right? Like, there was... All of your support was built off of your rockers. So, right? originally, I kept the full unibody. 
and when I ditched the leaf springs, I cut the frame off. Let me see. Yeah, I cut the frame off like right before the leaf hangers, or right after them. So yeah, at that point, everything was pretty much off of the rockers. And you, you did a four-link in the front, or a three-link? Oh, I thought you guys were talking about the rear. No, I, he might have been. Sorry, I, I zoned out for a second. Oh, admit about, <laughs> I was talking about the rear because I was looking at some pictures of just how that was done through his Instagram. Uh, and then the front, to me, it just looks like a three-link. I'm sure yeah. he can answer yeah. that. Yeah, three-link uh, passenger side upper. Hell yeah, that's the way to do it. Cut I the agree. floor out, right? Yep. Fuck yeah. This yeah, dude just have jerky, did just it still have jerky floors in over the floor? <laughs> mm, I need, I'm about done. Uh, shoot, I don't know. I feel like we should. We should. There should be more to talk about on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the buggy. I mean, it's um, just like kind of like one of those cool rigs that's been in really common. Uh, perception if you will because we've all seen the rig it was around instagram for fucking ever um and like you have it was the only rig on instagram with the bouncer style rear fastback if you will and the double i don't know what you want to call it but supports coming up off the rocker panel with pinko or, or purple ori's that was just like that was xj mike's rig and we all knew it. Um, I want to talk about the TJ. All right. What you the fuck to... happened there, man? So I went out wheeling one. Uh, it was a cold ass, rainy November day, and you know that thing didn't keep heat in it very well. I had a little, you know, it was like Summit heater in the floorboard, but it didn't really do much. And I was like, "Fuck this! I want something with a top." Yeah. <laughs> uh, terrible idea. I yep. missed I missed that thing every day. So, you know, I was trying to sell it whole, but no one would buy it. Uh, finally got that dude on the hook to come get the chassis, and I would keep all the suspension, wheels, tires, all that. Oh, what were the wheels and tires? Because, like, we've kind of bounced around that. It was the Swampers, then the um, MTRs, and mm -hmm. then... So I had the 42-inch MTRs. Uh, I had those for a couple months after the buggy was done. Then I got a set of Pitbulls on the Trump sale. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 42s, and I don't care what anyone says about Pitbulls. Those will keep up with any DOT tire out there, at least in my experience. Um, so then I found... So this is where my, my dumbassery shows... I bought a set of boggers, 42-inch boggers. Bog dogs! Yeah, dog. The dude said they were stickies. I didn't do my research. They weren't stickies. Um, I know they were rare at the time, but I just bought them because they were fucking boggers, honestly. And they were like $1,000. Full tread. I wheeled them once, and then I sold both sets of those tires and bought a set of 43-inch... SXs. And those oh. tires are the fucking tits. 
<laughs> we know that if you show up on 43SXs, you're either leaving on the trailer in disgrace or here to fuck. There is no in-between. <laughs> I think it's both, man. I'm here to fuck until I get back to the trailer. <laughs> and I've definitely left on the trailer within 30 minutes of getting to the park. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we'll get into that later once we actually get talking about wheeling. Sure. Uh, I've got a funny story with you, man. You're still one of my favorite people for that. We'll, we'll get to <laughs> oh, that. <God. laughs> uh, uh, the ORIs. So you had them in both the XJ and the TJ. Mm-hmm. Did you like them? Or... Loved them. Okay. Loved them. So I got a set for the front. Because I was, you know, just balling on a budget. Just bought what I could. And that was back when they were still like 700 bucks a piece for, for a 16. Damn, that's really cheap. Uh, Holy crap. Yeah, I put them on the front when I bought, I bought a Super Duty 60 for the front. Uh, I wanted to get away from that CAD axle. Because the CAD system was the only thing giving me issues. You know, I tried like cable locks and all that shit, but it, it never worked. Yeah. So I swapped in the Super D60 with the ORIs. I got full hydro for it. <clears throat> um, and then probably a year later, I got a set of air shocks to put on. Because I had ORIs on order, but I bought some air shocks to put the 4-link and the 14-bolt in just until they came in. Mm. So I wheeled them once, hated them. Probably because I'm stupid and I don't know how to tune them. Uh, the ORIs came in. They're stupid, simple to tune. And yeah, I love them, man. They rode great. Uh, easy to set up. Easy to package. They look tits. Yeah, they do look pretty. The purple was cool. It was definitely <laughs> different. Yeah, I just wanted, you know, something a little different. I like all those specialty colors they they offer. Like the orange is pretty sweet. Blue yeah. looks good. You can get blue on a coil over though. I don't know. Blue's like Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just gonna explain my level of poor. I bought Pro Fenders. Yeah, those are blue. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I feel like most of them are blue. Except for the foxes. The foxes are gray. Yeah, and get... rat flows. <clears throat> I do like me some rad flow coilovers. I haven't I haven't seen them but i uh i have heard good things i know next to nothing about coilovers that's why i stuck with the oris coilovers are i like coilovers more for what my rig does but i can see the draw of oris um but curtis barons will forever have tainted them in my entire time of looking <laughs> at them uh, oh, that kid had nothing but problems with his. <laughs> he still stands them, but every time he shows up, it's like a half-hour game of getting his fucking ORIs rebalanced. Well, see, here's the thing: is I I never show up when he shows up. He usually gets there first, so I never know if he's got to adjust them before he even gets there. I remember when we went to Roush with him that first time; he was like adjusting them because the thing was all off camber. Like it it had like leaned to one side. It was like. They just weren't working right. I don't know if that was a seal issue or what, but... Somehow I'm always the first one there, unless we have, like, a congregation point like we did in Tennessee. So, 
Yeah, he always adjusts them. It's hilarious. Fuck him. I, I, I don't know if I yeah. just had good luck or if I like I just did was too ignorant to to notice. But mine, I don't think mine ever leaned to one side. But I, you know, I didn't have the dual fill. I just fucking popped it on one, popped it on the other, and eyeballed it. But that's probably why I had such a problem with the TJ that they be wheeled together. Oh yeah, I, I do remember you having we'll issues. That we'll get to that. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. We're holding on that. Oh, sorry, we'll hold on that because I want to talk about that whole trip. That was fucking awesome. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, so the TJ was Atlas custom frame, if I remember right. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but it was kind of a rust bucket when you first got it. It was the rustiest thing I've ever fucking touched. Yep. All right. So I swapped it, uh, cut 90% of the frame off it. But I bought it. Where was the 10%? Um, between the back of the front coil mount and before the first body mount. That seems like a weird piece to keep, but okay. <laughs> that's just where, um, actually it was after the first body mount, because I used that body mount to, like, base all the other geometry off of. And that's where all the oil leaked out of the motor and kept it not rusty. Oh, okay, that makes sense, then. <laughs> that was a cool rig. I don't care what gets said, but it was kind of cool. I um, liked it, but it was not as cool as the buggy to me. And that's fair. I'm not going to argue that. Um. So that was the Super Duty Tons up front with the 14 bolt, the ORIs, and everything. Uh, Correct. And was there anything else done with that, or was it Hydro Assist, Full Hydro? I can't remember. Yeah, it was Hydro Assist because I was trying to keep it on the road, but that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, it had the four, same four speed Atlas. Um, yeah, it was pretty. Pretty boring. I didn't have any cool armor on it, or didn't have any yeah, lights I, on it. Didn't have a winch or anything. No winch. No, no winch. How can you get yourself into predicaments without a winch? I did it. It was on the list. It was on the list. I did it for a while, and it's called being stupid. Yeah, I, did I didn't have one on my buggy for for a little bit too. Even like a shitty one. Like I don't have a great winch. It sucks. Like. But I would never not want one. It's just such uh, like a. You don't need a winch, though. You don't. You just wheel with people that have winches. Yeah, but then it's like, what but if then those you become the trail like scab? Would <laughs> 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 uh, you say the trail scab? Yeah. Yeah, I've been that a lot. <laughs> hey, I've always owned fine. a winch. It just sometimes wasn't on there. I don't know what reason I would have it off, but. Oh, God. Yeah, there was a couple of bad instances that we'll get into later at Roush that weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, Who didn't have a winch then? Me. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, so I suppose that we should probably get into that, because that was a ton of fucking fun. Uh, so, remind me again, was that the first Web Wheelers ball rendition? Um, it, was, it was probably the first time. I think that was the first time I'd been to Roush, so. Okay. So I had gone, I think, a time or two before that uh, Chris Ball was there. Oh, that yep. was the OG one. Yeah. Yep. And no, then, I don't on. know what year that was. 
we gotta we gotta pause real quick. Was there a couple year gap between that one and when we restarted it? Yeah, I think because of COVID. No, you guys did. Uh, yeah, that well, was before COVID. You guys never missed a year. No, we we definitely did because the one that we're talking about for Chris Ball was like 2016, I think. No. Yeah. Well, no, because you guys uh, did the first Web Wheelers Ball in 2020. Was it 2020? Uh, it was 2020. No, yeah. I've been three times. So. Yeah. The time so Chris Paul came down was in 2017. I want to say he called it the Web Wheelers Ball, but maybe it was like a different group. Of guys. Yeah, no. yeah, no, it was the Web Wheelers Ball. We took the name from that because when we started planning it, um, Curtis Barons, you know him, um, <laughs> he wanted to come and wheel with us, and we were trying to set something up, and it just so happened that like it fell on roughly the same date, and we invited Chris Ball, and we were trying to get him to come, so we named it the Web Wheelers Ball. Okay. Yeah. The Web Wheelers Ball 2, but that was in 2019, so it was two years after the initial one, because we've okay. done it. So then it was 2019. Yes. And then 2020. I mean, we've done it every year since, and we're hoping one of these days it'll summon Chris Ball back into uh, existence, and uh, <laughs> he'll nice. come wheeling with us, but uh, it hasn't happened yet. So. so then, that was a while ago, fuck. Yeah, um... No, it was just a point of curiosity, but how did you end up there? Because, like, we got told that you were coming down, and we were like, cool, XJ Mike's coming. And then Jason Ramsey showed up, too, which, by the way, awesome dude. I love Jason. He's a great dude. Um, I don't, I don't remember. Total asshole. Uh... <laughs> What'd you say, total asshole? Yep. Jersey asshole. Only, only if he sells his rig. I hope he doesn't. No, he's just... I make fun of him every time I play video games with him about it, so okay, that's good. like nightly. Oh, uh, he's actually selling it? No. Oh. Maybe. I thought he was talking know. about it. He doesn't know. Um, he shouldn't. So I'm not going to go too far into it, but let's just say it's employment situation-based stuff, and things are looking up for him. So, oh, good. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it that. Awesome guy. I really hope he keeps the rig. Um, yeah, me too. But, yeah, so wh- that was, what, 2019 then? No, that was 2020, dude. It was 2019. This conversation is done. It was 2019. I will pull up uh, the album. I'm looking at a picture of that TJ with you guys, and it's September 6, 2020. What? Yeah. I told you, motherfucker. I did not oh, have a TJ man, in 2019. If I did, if I did my math right, 20, 21, 22. Huh, yeah. Okay, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> okay. Right before COVID actually started becoming like a thing. Jesus. Uh, COVID was that long ago? I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand. Right. Yeah, so I, I only knew it was 2020 because that was the first uh, year that I had my Jeep, like the first full year that I had my Cherokee. Yep. Um,. So how did you get invited to that? Because, like, my memory uh, slipped on that. I couldn't tell you. I don't remember. Oh, so you just showed up to wheel with retards. 
Excellent. Probably Curtis, if I had to take a guess. Probably. That dude does bring all the boys to the yard. And milkshakes, man. <laughs> His AW4 does make a mean strawberry milkshake. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, dude. He's such a good guy. Um, yeah, he it's is. It's so easy to make fun of him. He leaves it open. <laughs> uh, so I remember seeing you pull in the parking lot. I guess we'll get back to this. Uh, what was it? We went to Jotter's Way as the first obstacle, as that big dumbass group that we were. Yep. Big uh, old wall there. Yeah, and I remember you were just out there playing on it, and we heard a loud pop. And <laughs> you broke a hub, and we're like, oh, fuck. Oh, that's right. Shit. I don't know what the fuck's going to go on with that. Oh, well, hopefully he can figure it out. And then you went out to the parking lot, took it off of the tow rig, slapped yeah. it in yours, and beat on it for the rest of the fucking weekend. You're goddamn right I did. <laughs> was it an 05 or an 04 down? Five. It was an 05 up. Okay. I took it off my 2015. <laughs> well, at least those are pretty strong. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I just walked the obstacle and we hear rev limiter banging as Mike is coming flying up. And he went right... I think you broke it on the center line and you went right for the center line and just put it into like second and went. Oh yeah. And it was hilarious. That was the introduction we got to you. I couldn't let that, that obstacle beat me. I've been up it too many times. That's a fun one, dude. I love it. It's always our warm up. I think we've talked about that previously, but it's it's just such a good one to like. I don't know. At this point, it's tradition. I don't think there's any reason other than that. It's just like, a, yeah, you go run ball. out to Jotter's way. You get the jeep warmed up. Make sure everything's feeling okay. Yep, that's the one I was on and back on the trailer in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was in the buggy. I broke my front drive shaft. Oh, that's rough. So you appreciate this, though. You know that run-up to there? Uh-huh. Uh, last year, I managed to hit 70 miles an hour on the run-up. Oh, didn't. Oh, wow. No way. Yeah, you can ask Cody. He was fucking with me. Maybe it was 65, but we were fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. yeah the, the speed goes down. Next, it'll be uh, 60. Oh, yeah. Maybe it was 60. Maybe it was 50. No, uh, yeah, that's a good straightaway there. Fuck yeah, it is, dude. I was banging rev limiter in overdrive. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that, well, well, we were also there on uh, Friday, so there was no one else in the park either. It was just like us. Right. I'm pretty sure the lady in the office would be very mad that you're going 70. Allegedly. That's fine. Um, allegedly. So, <laughs> who was with you um, that weekend? It was Jason. Um, dude with the red Austin, I think it was. Not Austin. Um, he had the red CJ buggy, and he would just hop up on the obstacle with the forty threes, disengage the three hundred, and bang oh, rev limiter. Oh, oh. What was yeah, his name? Um, um, the fuck is his name? I should know this. I have him as a friend. Uh, uh, Jamie. Jamie. Yep. Yep. That dude fucks. 
Yes. That dude fucked super hard. He <laughs> fucked my shit up super bad that weekend, and it was great. <laughs> he brought Luke and me on an adventure. <laughs> we were just... <laughs> I don't know how the hell I didn't break anything. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. Tire, but only at the very end. Was... Yeah. Well, that popping of a tire saved you from breaking anything. <laughs> Well, that was, like, after everything else. We just glossed over the fact that I sunk the thing, too. <laughs> uh, dude, that... So, I guess we should probably go into that. I don't know if you've heard... We don't need to story. talk about the sinking, necessarily, because we've talked about that plenty in the past, but... No, yeah. but he knows him personally, so it'll probably be funny to him. Our audience can deal with the fact that they're going to hear the story again. <laughs> um... So, like, I forget how it was shook out, but somehow it was us and Jamie, and so, like, Graham's rig's on 37s, I'm on 40s, and he's like, hey, you want to go to shoot the moon or something like that? And so, like, we're like, cool, whatever, we'll go shoot the moon with him, he's funny as fuck, and he's been beaten on the rig, so it's going to be a good show. Oh, yeah. So, I've never been to Roush before, I this is my first time at that point, I have just following this dude on 43s, just... You know, sort of almost ignorantly, <laughs> like just no. Just it was ignorance. <laughs> no, Graham. That was straight up ignorance. There was no like almost <laughs> ignorant. It was just straight up fucking ignorance. Um. So he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna take a shortcut or something," because we all kind of like stopped and we're like, "All right, cool, whatever." So he heads down to the big hole by shoot the moon, kind of, oh, and we didn't God. really. We oh yeah! I've never been there. Like I, I don't think we've ever been back. I couldn't find it if I. I don't want to go back. I think that's I called mean, sunken treasure or something. There <laughs> probably. I was the sunken treasure that day. <laughs> yeah, that shit's deep. <laughs> yeah, it is. We ain't fucking hidden. Um. So he's like, yeah, just you know, follow me. So whatever. He goes right through and like. He's on forty threes and. Neither of us thought anything up. of it. It's it's tall, like it's not a it's a CJ, but the the body sits pretty high up with the thirty or the forty threes. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I just didn't put two and two together. I've got like a low center of gravity XJ on thirty sevens to this like relatively high sprung suspension CJ yeah. on forty threes. So I saw him go through no problem, like his hood cleared, like the the top of the water, no issue. And I didn't just wasn't thinking. <laughs> and I followed in the exact same line, and the hood goes under. Or it, in slow motion, it was like, "Oh, the cab is filling with water." Well, we're we're still good. Like the hood's above, and then the hood went under. And I'm not a mud bogger. I'm a rock crawler. <laughs> so at that point, I'm like, "Okay, I'm not playing this game," and turned it off. <laughs> so he gets out. And we his... crawl out the windows. I'm up to my fucking nipples in water. Like oh it was. It was... <laughs> it's better though. So Austin and Jamie, because that was the other guy's name. It was Austin. That's yeah. That's he was high riding mentioned. with them. Um, he ho- they both hop out and they're like, "Oh, if you skirt the side, you'll be good." <laughs> I was not good. <laughs> I was not good. <laughs> you didn't have to stop though. <laughs> Well, 
I most definitely ended up stopping because I sucked water in, and I just held the starter button till it went and went right to rev limiter. And so I'm in like third gear, banging rev limiter, going like a mile an hour, throwing shit through my at that point in time cut wide to fuck fenders, and it's like pelting me in the back of the head. There's water over my fucking like lap. And the rig's still somehow pulling. And then it just dies on me, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I hit the starter button again, not thinking, and it somehow caught. So I just went back into rev limiter, grabbed, like, fourth or whatever it was, and, like, I was crawling while my ass end is floating around me. And, like, I'm cutting the steering wheel, trying to make it around the edge of this pond. Yeah. Well, he's sunk, and they're like, "Hook, did we end up pulling you back or forward?" Pulled I me forget. forward. They pulled me forward. Yeah, and then we get to shoot the moon, and he's like, "Don't worry about it. It's fine. Just follow us." <laughs> so we did that, and that worked out great. We shot the moon. I think both of us on first attempt. That's a fun obstacle. It's gotten so much easier over the years. It's sad. Well, the, the exit on it's a fucking bastard. Oh, uh, the exit's called Bad Idea. Oh, oh that's a totally different trail, yeah. I don't know. The exit, I think, nowadays is more fun. The entrance, if you hit the line right, it's... it's you don't even have to easy. think about it. Yeah. But I don't know. My rig's gotten a little bit bigger, too, so maybe that's part of yeah. it. But... The exit's fun as fuck, though. If I could have actually heard you, I might have made it this year. Yeah, yeah. I think... It... If I made it, you definitely could have made it. I forget what I did. It just kind of worked. You're just so much... Your rig is so much wider than mine that the area that I was getting sucked into, because I went back and looked at the video, because, you know, thankfully we had video of it, uh, where my tire was getting sucked in, your passenger tire was further up the hill and able to grab shit. Gotcha. So, like, that's why I was banging rev limiter and just going no fucking where. And you were able to walk it. I couldn't get my rig far enough over and make both of the ledges at the same time where you skipped one of the little, like, ledges that I was getting hung up on. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. So, I, so we, just, we just spewed about all the what we had done that day. What did you... I forget where everybody else ended up. Were you with Curtis? I think this was the first day, right? I I literally can't remember what I did. <laughs> I've got such a shit memory. Um, I know I stayed with Jace for most of the day. Obviously, yeah. I had to go fix something for a little bit. Um, I might have split early, honestly. We and met back up with you at uh, Shoot the Moon. No, wasn't no not Shoot know. the Moon. Uh, Crawl Daddy. Okay. Yes, yes, we did. Okay. Uh, that was where we did the fun shit with Curtis's link. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Yeah, I do remember that. That was some sketchy shit. <laughs> what really bent that thing? Did they winch it straight? I still have the bent link. It's in the. It's in my shop. Or oh, in the God. shop. <laughs> yeah, we ended up winching the bend back to like a somewhat normal area because he had it bent so far that the transfer or the output of the Dana sixty was almost pointing at the ground and the. Um, 
what else was it? It was the ORIs were maxed out. Yeah, they were in Jeopardy. Those are expensive to have in Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Been there. What do they go for now? I know we said. I want to say they're like a thousand a piece. That's less than I thought, but. I'm looking at still pricey. I guess, what does a set of coilovers go for? I thought it was. Um, Like, I think I I paid 13, but knew they would have been 14. I don't know. I paid I'm for mine with springs, uh, nine hundred. Yeah, I mean, mine came with springs too, and I got them new in box, but I didn't buy them from King. I just bought them off a random dude. I think I got got them for thirteen. On Poly Performance right now, it's just the first one that popped up. They're selling a sixteen-inch ORI for twelve hundred and sixty dollars for one of them. Okay. So that's, so that's significantly like, more expensive. Holy crap! Almost double what I bought yep. mine for. That just that just sounds crazy. That, they that is sell those things for that much. Holy crap! That is crazy. And I had 18s in the rear, so they were a little bit more. How did you? Huh? And the did you have that stuff going through the hood, or how was that package to get? I mean, 16. Um, in the Cherokee, I guess in either of them. I guess you could do it. It was sitting it was sitting kinda of tall, to be honest okay. with you. Okay. Only only ran probably three or four inches of shaft showing. Oh, so like almost no up travel. Yeah, not very much at all. But when I put it on the yeah. buggy I jerked it up a little probably to five or six inches. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Well okay. when I you know, when I put the 43s on it and shit. Mm-hmm. 43s are such a big fucking tire. They're perfect. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they make a lot of things a lot easier. They make a lot of big ass holes. They yeah, do. They so, let's see. Did you wheel that TJ much more after Roush? I think I took it out one more time, the AOAA. That's fair. Uh, do you ever make it out anywhere besides AOAA and Roush? I know, I don't know if you want to say where you're from, but I know in your area there's some good shit. Uh, I'm from, no one knows where Hartford County is, but it's it's like an hour north of Baltimore, uh, Maryland. There's nothing in the state of Maryland to wheel, so Roush is about an hour and 45 from me. AOAA is not much farther. Um, the only other places I've been to is Chaos Off-Road Park in Capone Bridge, West Virginia. It's a pretty good park. Um, hmm. or Capone, whatever you want to call it. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, uh, it's way up in the mountains, no cell phone service. They've got some really, really hardcore shit there that they just recently cut. I haven't been there since. Well, uh, I think they might have did a Wii Rock. Maybe not a Wii Rock, but they did some sort of... Some sort of X-Rock, whatever the... Yeah, the and East I've Coast. I've been through the Cove a few times. Well, cordially... We would like to extend an invitation for Labor Day weekend to Good Evening Ranch in West Where's Virginia. That? Okay. Um, we might be moving the event. We're using this as a trial run to gauge what people want to do um, in the future. 
Colin wants to stay at Roush. <laughs> Colin wants to stay at Roush. <laughs> it's very clear Colin wants to stay at Roush, but we will cross that bridge as we come to that bridge. Um, Good Evening Ranch is super cool, especially if you want to bring the wife or whatever. Um, because they have cabin rentals, and for the cost of getting a cabin and wheeling the whole weekend, it's cheaper than wheeling at Roush. Yeah, Roush getting expensive. Yep. Dude, it was two hundred and sixty or two hundred and forty bucks for two days of wheeling at Roush, or three days of wheeling at Roush. Yeah, if you think that's bad, don't go to the fucking cove. Their their prices are fucking insane now. Jesus. I heard good things about the cove, but yeah, I great wheeling there. It's great wheeling. Um, well, well, you know, Luke just extended an invite, but last I checked, you don't have a rig. Um, so I just got, I just got a Cherokee, another Cherokee, um, white one. I know, I've yep. seen it. Here we go. I, I do need to get some tons under it, and then I can start thinking about uh, a trip like that. I'm, I'm interested, but I'm not sure if I'll have uh, all my stuff in the by then. Honestly, even if it's not on tons, you'll still have a blast. Okay, gotcha. Um, it's a hard park, don't get me fucking wrong, but there's... The way it's laid out is... Um, how do I describe it? Think about like all the obstacles on Roush condensed into a property about a quarter of the size with the same level of bypasses. So you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. If you don't want to go up something, the green trail that you want to ride will just loop around and go to the next obstacle. Gotcha. So, yep. like, you know, we have people ranging from 33s or 35s, I think, is going to be the smallest that we have confirmed going at the moment. All the way up to people on 43s with buggies that are going to be going. Um, and it's one of those parks where you can literally just like run what you brung and they allow night wheeling too. Um, if you're on 35s, don't get me wrong. It's not that you're not going to have a lot of stuff there to do. It's just going to be that you're going to be pushing your limits and I would bring some spare 30 shafts. But like, yeah, I'm I'm really hoping to have some tons under it by then. Um, is it the be weekend stacked. before Labor Day? No, Labor Day weekend. So the long uh, weekend. The, I don't know. I don't get long weekends. So what's that? The third and the second, third and fourth. Something like that. Uh, give me one oh, second. I'm gonna go pull up my calendar right now. Oh, I'm looking at Memorial Day. Shit, I don't even know when fucking Labor Day is. That's Labor Day is September. Okay. Uh, it looks like I work every weekend in September. That's lame. Is, what church is it? Uh, it would be the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I think. I might be wrong, and that might be off by a week. I will oh, double check. No, you're right, you're right. Um, I get off Saturday morning, so I might be able to make that. That'd be yeah. cool. That would be super cool. Um, and, like, if you get a cabin, it's also totally fucking worth it to get a cabin because it was 173 bucks for the total weekend. That's pretty yeah. priced. Yeah, Passengers like... don't have to pay anything. <clears throat> yeah. That's how it should be. Yep. 
Yep. And then on top of that, if you want to go night wheeling, you can go night wheeling, which is super fucking nice. Big fan of night wheeling. Until you uh, lose a uh, drive shaft and your map is made of crayons. It's a. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think they updated that. The map used to be like a crayon map. It was really sad, especially <laughs> when you're, uh, you know, trying to find your way out in the middle of the night with no front wheel drive or no rear wheel drive. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, so God. I have to ask, and this is a totally random question: If you're out in the middle of the woods. With a broken rig, and you're the only two people out there, are you going to say Wendigo? <laughs> say what? Wendigo. I don't know what that is. Okay, then you're good. He'd he say wouldn't it, say uh, it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I wouldn't. <laughs> uh, oh, what well, a my interest, maybe I will. <laughs> uh, Wendigo is like a Native American monster uh, oh. that's eats human flesh and whatnot, and it's just, like, one of those weird things where the deeper in the woods you go in the south, the less likely you should be to say that word. (laughs) No matter if you believe in it or not, when you're actually there, you start to believe in it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like... Did you say that? No, Graham kept trying to say it, and he was like, can I say it? Can I say it? (laughs) (laughs) Or winching him. Up this fucking hill. And yeah, literally, like, for probably like 20 minutes, we're just winching and then reattaching the winch and then winching and then oh relocating God. it. And Luke finally was like, I'm done and sits back in the Jeep. And I'm like, Can I say it? Saying, <laughs> Can I say it? For like every time I would run back to the Jeep and like I would go over and grab a swig of a beer or something. And he'd be like, Can I say it? And, like, as I'm winching this thing up, we're going <laughs> further and further up into this gray-black abyss of... Because it was, like, slightly foggy and shit. And people are out and about searching for us and whatnot. But, so, as we finally get to, like, this fork in the trail where we decide we're gonna cut it off, the tree's got fucking bullet holes in it with a do-not-enter sign. Oh, shit. And I come walking back up, and I'm like, yeah, we're just going to stop right here. And he's like, can I say it? And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, no, you can't <laughs> fucking say it. <laughs> I don't know how that became relevant, but it was just, it crossed my mind. Um, Speaking yeah, of drive shafts, you know, I'm sorry. This is, um, I, for, I think Nick LeBlanc mentioned this when we talked to him. Yeah. For your front drive shaft, did you run a 1480 like axle shaft as the drive shaft? How did, did you do that? Because I would like to do that. So I took a took a spare shaft I had. Well, it was it was not 1480 the whole way through. It was 1350 mm-hmm. at the axle. Okay. And I just cut cut the shaft I had, and I stuck as much of the axle shaft as I could into the tube. Which probably didn't make a difference how far into it I went, but mm-hmm. you know, put it in there, welded the shaft to the drive shaft, and uh, I did. I ran flanges at the case. Okay, and you just did a single joint at both end, I assume. Correct. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that's definitely in my future at some point here. Yeah, I'm like- blowing the front up, but um, it will blow up, so I'm not. Holding me, holding my breath. 
I went through a lot of front drive shafts with that buggy. I couldn't quite find the right setup till I got to that. Did yeah. you break any more after you got to that setup? Oh no. <laughs> oh yes, then. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah, that's that's oh, what yeah. I asked. Uh Okay, cool. Good to know. What did you yeah, run for I, the rear out of curiosity like joint uh, size? 1350. Okay. Flanges. Um flange on the case side, I believe. Okay. Um, I did break. Thing. I did end up breaking that um, one trip out, but I was trying to, I was trying to tow a dead WJ up the bypass behind Shoot the Moon. I drug it up Shoot the Moon, and then I tried dragging up the bypass, and it got caught on a tree, and I didn't realize it, and it bound up and broke mm -hmm. in a uh, double low. Yeah, double low will do that. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't very kind. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking back now. I actually broke the rear yoke, so I, I guess the drive shaft was fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wish that was my case, but <laughs> no. Um So back to the white Jeep. It's getting mm -hmm. tons. Are you Hopefully, doing yeah. you, or planned for tons. Are you yeah, gonna I... do tube work on it? What do you what do you think and leave it leave it sort of full bodied as it is without I the do want to leave it full body. But I'll definitely do some sort of cage. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a hybrid or just an interior yet. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. I dig it. Yeah, I got a 14 bolt sitting out back waiting and uh, not sure what I want to do for the front yet. But if I find a deal, I might just do a Sterling in the rear. Yeah, the Sterlings aren't bad axles. I mean, it's. I think they're pretty fucking good axles, if I'm being honest with you. It's got some things that make them easier to work on, in my opinion, than a 14-bolt, and just some quality-of-life shit that 14-bolts don't have, but definitely, I think, yeah. I think that it's a... I'm going to call it a 90% solution to what a 14-bolt is. Uh, you get the perks of very easy-to-relocate disc brakes, um, like, you know, you were talking about on one of the episodes... Excuse you literally, me, sorry. You just you cut, um, you modify the the original bracket, and you can literally just rotate them, and you get holes that line up that centers it, and then you can either weld tabs back on the existing holes or just weld the thing to the axle. It's it takes like an hour, all said and done, and it moves it all up out of the way. You keep the brakes, the disc you brakes know. on those are real nice. And you get 35 spline, you get to keep 8 on 170, uh, it's decently beefy, it's, I'm not gonna claim it's the greatest axle in the world, because, like, that would be stupid, but on the other hand, you know, if you're trying to match 8 on 170, you get to keep 8 on 170 with disc brakes, and let's be real, for the majority of shit on a non-street rig, a Lincoln Electric Locker is decent in that, um, or if you're gonna put a DC rig. Yeah, even on a street rig. Um, if you're going to put a Detroit in it, the Detroit's like $200 more expensive. <laughs> Mine hasn't but you blown don't, up yet. But no, you don't have to go and buy a uh, disc brake conversion kit either. So it's like, you know, your cost difference ends up working out. And if you wanted to go and grab spare stock shafts, I'm going to say, honestly, I think they're probably easier to find at this point than 14-bolt shafts. 
Right. And it's a minor thing. You get the O-ring seal for the shaft, not a fucking paper gasket for the actual shaft ends. I don't know if oh, 14 right, right. came with an O-ring, but all the 14, or all the 10.5s do. Yeah, mine's definitely paper. Yeah, paper sucks. But, yeah, I don't know. We're all big 10.5 fans, but... Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not against either of them. I'd, wherever I find, uh, if I find a cheap 10.5, I'd do that. Find this man a, uh, a set of... Do you care about the front? What are you looking for the in the front, 05? Or... Um, I prefer an 05, but I don't think I'm going to be putting anything crazy on it. I'm sure an 04 would survive, even a Dana 50 probably survive. I'll be honest with you, skip the 50, but... My O four plus or my O four has survived how long now, Graham? And a lot of beatdowns. Uh I just I've finally hit the point where I'm breaking shafts. If I was closer, I'd offer you the O four housing that I have that's completely stripped down. Oh, I have shit. all sitting. Where are you? I'm in Massachusetts. Yeah, that's a that's a fucking <laughs> yeah, pop. You could probably find one closer. <laughs> the cost savings you'd get from me it would be negated by the drive. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. If you can figure out a parts train, though, that might not be the worst because I know that like Miguel and them end up going down uh, decently far, like the Roush area, sometimes to grab shit. So if you could figure something out like that, and time isn't of the biggest ordeal, still an option. Very true. Um, but if you're going to do an 04, the only thing I have to say is that the 35 spline outers with flanges are a must. Just skip mm-hmm. everything else. Um, when I do so much money on those 30 spline outers when they blow, and they blow a lot. I don't actually have that big of a. I've broken as many outers as I've broken inners at this point. Well, that's funny because my 50 would only blow outers on 37s. But when I say I'm breaking the inner, I'm break or I broke the yoke. I didn't break the shaft. So, like, you know, it it's not really I Oh, you I mean like the, What do you yeah, mean by the yoke? It broke the axle yoke on the flan or on the area where the U-joint gets pressed in. I've got that one where it's got the crack through shaft, uh, where it cracked the ear. Oh, yeah, well, that's weird, I guess. Yeah, the uh, inner... It was like I was about to break the U-joint, but I caught it before I broke the U-joint and changed it right before I went to good evening. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The 50 was great. I'd run like... The crappiest shafts. Luke would what you gave me like some junky shafts that had rotted out or not rotted out, but like real seized up um U joints fourteen eighties in it. I just hammered them until they moved and put them in and <laughs> they all survived until the until the stub shaft broke. So uh, at that point I was driving the thing. It held up. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't you spend so much on the unit bearings and um, I don't know if you'd probably want to run depending on what you wanted to do with it if it was just a wheeler, do flanges um, or if hubs, you're going to blow hubs a lot, like it's just no. I don't know I spend more yeah, money I'd on like, 
I'd like to street it and keep keep pubs. So maybe I'll go five and up. Yeah. Are you trying um what tire are you thinking like forties or uh, I was thinking like some forty inch nittos or preferably some forty two MTRs again. Okay, okay. I enjoyed those tires. Back, back to the classic. Yeah, are you gonna I be like get away with that again? Or probably not, but I'll I'll do it until <laughs> I can't. Fair enough. Yeah. You probably, it was probably just really bad luck. I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've never had issues with, with that in Massachusetts, knock on wood. Um, yeah, the cops around here in Hartford County, are they don't do much. Or they're looking for something to do. Gotcha. Yeah, and it's a giant donut. It's easy target. Target, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, most police just seem to avoid my Jeep like the plague. Well... Your Jeep also has uh, had pink tires on it. They were spray painted pink. One uh, tire. <laughs> I'd stay away One from tire. that too. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes to keep them at bay, okay? <laughs> yeah, I'd spray paint my tires pink too. <laughs> That's all I got to do. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's the secret. You gotta you, <laughs> full sidewalls. It has to be pink. You are golden. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I noticed that like during COVID and whatnot, I got away with murder. Like the cops just didn't want to look at my rig. They didn't want to deal with it. And I was street driving it then as my daily driver. And no one cared. It was amazing. Hell yeah. I'm I'm a little scared with mine now. It's getting pretty beat, but uh, <laughs> your but rig it, looks like it's been through a fucking several round boxing match with Mike Tyson. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, it still dries pretty good, all things considered. But it's uh, I don't know, now the windshield's cracked and all sorts of other crap. It's um, ah, she just needs some TLC. Yeah, I don't think I can put a windshield in without cutting the cage off. So. Oh no! Yeah, it's not bad, but like the whole passenger side is spider web, pretty bad. So, I don't yeah, know. but the driver's side's okay though. So, what's the problem? No, you're they using could... Tennessee logic on Massachusetts. It doesn't work like that there. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm using Connecticut logic here. You know, it's it's. The passenger doesn't have to fucking see, just the driver. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. It's uh it's got other issues too. Um but those are the big ones. <laughs> and it's just I don't know. It's it's not on forty twos, but it still is pretty big. It's a pretty big target now, so Oh yeah, no um, doubt. Yeah. Especially when it when you see something that raisined driving any speed. It's can it can I'm sure that would freak some angry cop off. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's cool. I'm glad to see you getting back into a rig. I was kind of sad when you sold the TJ and just nothing came after. Honestly. Um, yeah, I was too. Yeah. Was that um just focus on life stuff? I assume. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't wasn't taking that much. Uh, you know, wife got pregnant. Had a baby, just wasn't uh, on the top of my list, and yep. I wanted to see it go to someone that would use it. And somebody, somebody um, bought it full, right? Yeah, he bought it full, 
he took all the parts off of it and put new parts on it. I don't think it's finished yet. Why would you do that? I don't understand. I don't know. Let me see. Let me pull up his page. The guy that owns it now is uh, his, his handle is EC Wheelin. EC Wheeling. Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> was that who was that? Was that you? Little? That was me. I got <laughs> a Snapchat and I opened it, <laughs> and I wasn't expecting sound because it showed a picture, and like I tapped the next one, and it was the city boy meme. <laughs> uh. EC, do you say EC or Reese? No, it's not EC, it. like uh, Echo Charlie. EC Wheeling. Where is he? Yeah, he's take. He's looks like he's redone completely everything. Is it like still like remotely the same body or? Uh, it's got the same tires. <laughs> it's got different wheels, a whole new frame. Front axle still there, rear axle's there. Why do you even buy it then? Just start from a, a tube channel. I don't know, man. He, put, he, he gave me fucking eighteen grand for it. It seems like kind of a waste, but I would just run it as is. Yeah, for eighteen, and that's like not a bad price for the thing. When did you sell it? Like twenty, twenty two, twenty one, July of twenty one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I think at that time, like, I think a lot of stuff was going for pretty good prices, so... Like, yeah, I think, he prices, broke, I, mean. I think he broke a couple things on it. Oh, um, did he, he wheeled it like it was initially, and then... Yeah, he wheeled it once. I don't know where he took it. Uh, I think he said he blew a power steering line, and the frame in front of the track bar broke. Like, I looked at it very close. My, my welds did not break. Like the tube before it broke, sheared. Huh. Yeah, was it like a double tube? What'd you do for the um? The it was not, it was just a single ah, inch and three okay. quarter tube. So that's probably why. But I don't know. Yeah. Held for me for two trips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you only took it on two trips. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> uh, maybe three. Or, actually, it was probably three or four. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, track bars are one of those things that like it's a at least on. Uh, Cherokees, which I know doesn't really translate into tubed up TJs super well, but it's always like a point of um, just constant iteration. I a feel. lot of energy going there. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So I don't know. Yeah. What else? What else we got here? Uh, I'm running out of steam, but I don't want to. I, I feel like we haven't hit everything. We need Cody. All our energy is with Cody, and he's sleeping. Um, oh, well, what's your favorite DOT tire? How about that? Pitbulls. Pitbulls all day. Nope. So now that I think about it, I might I might go for some Pitbulls. Okay, okay. So, so, uh, I love them. Your, what is your least favorite DOT, then? Hmm. There's a real low-hanging fruit right here. It starts with a pat. Oh, fuck yeah. Patagonias <laughs> are fucking terrible. 
Yeah, they say it with every guest that we talk about, but my realization Patagonia's were terrible was when Cody and Richie uh Cody's not here and Richie barely talks, so we don't know if he's here. Um walked around me while I had forty inch tall Patagonias and was banging rev limiter and they just dropped it in gear and walked around me on thirty fives. That was a that was a big hit to my pride. Well, at least you had something like that show you how bad they were instead of you uh, instead of you not and holding on to a hope and a dream that they're a decent tire. Dude, I picked up a set of Nitto. Um, they're nothing special. They're just the heavy carcass Nittos. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't cut one. I haven't knock on wood you know i haven't destroyed one i've been wheeling on them for going on three years now and yeah but you did run for the majority of that fuck you it did it ran for two years there you have like maybe two months worth of running on them uh i mean he has he's had the nittos for a while there was definitely at the point in time where it didn't run very well but uh it was great on plenty of trips it it was was great great after he got the nittos that he started blowing motors left and right. That doesn't count. That's an eight-hour fucking motor swap. We had it down to a science. That does not count. The fuel pump problems I'm having, yeah, I'll give you that. The rear suspension, I'll give you that. I'm not going <laughs> to give you the motor swaps because those didn't fucking take any time. No, he'd, he'd have one ready the next weekend after we blew, you blew it up the first weekend. <laughs> Yeah, like, shit, man. We went on one wheeling trip, I blew it up, and then there was another one planned two weeks later, and I was test driving it to Massachusetts fucking the next weekend in between the trips, loading it back on the trailer and blowing that motor up. Yep. Dedication. <sighs> Retardation, not dedication. Truly. It's just impressive. <laughs> um, This level of stupidity, but... <laughs> um. Uh yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I think even like the like the influencers who are all Patagonia up are kind of like done with them. I know um Yeah, cuz now they're getting really expensive to buy. Yeah, and the yeah. sidewalls don't hold up and they were supposed Not to and they don't get any traction and everybody knew that, but um there's all these other problems with them. Doesn't now, that bleeping Jeep dude have them now? I think yeah. so. Yeah, I don't think he's given up the ghost yet, but I know um, the other guy who was like sort of preaching about him for a while was um, uh, what's his face? Uh, is he in Washington? Um, Nate, the uh, dirt lifestyle guy. Um, I know he was running a while. It's just a weird tire to want out there, in my opinion. I don't know what the wheeling is, but it's. It's. I know it's like not dry. I understand. Yeah, so I don't know why he was pushing those tires so hard. But he finally stopped, no. so we're good. <laughs> good. Um, did you ever blow out a sidewall or just blow out on on the MTRs? No. You get a bad no. batch. Mm-mm. I've heard. Uh, I've heard you get a bad batch of MTRs. They they blow up. We had one buddy I've of ours. I've never popped a sidewall. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I did on those TSLs, but that's because. This one tire had a burn mark on it uh, from the from the first Jeep catching on fire. Oh. It was pretty thin, so it held up for for a good while. And, but that's where it popped. That's uh, other than that, I've never blown a tire. Got you. But that that's also like an understandable pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, around. So we have 
Um, one buddy of ours with a JK had the MTR, the 42 MTRs on it, and he had he had issues with. Um, and this is where uh, the whole bad batch thing comes from. Uh, I, I know you don't really you don't really listen to the podcast, but we always make fun of MTRs because of uh, you know Colin obviously runs the 37s and he blows them left and right or used to. Yeah, he, he does. Like, God he, damn, he was running like raggedy ass crappy old ones because he just he'd buy a bunch of them that were like half tread or whatever for a really good deal he had a ton of the things for the longest time and he just always blow them out <laughs> um, but uh i think he's got is, are, i think they're load range d's now and they're holding up or something but either way so he's got 37s we see those things blow out all the time and then a buddy of ours with the 42s or he used to have the 42s he would be driving on the highway with his jk and the tires would blow out on him. Like, not just oh, one, scary. multiple. Yeah, that's really sketchy. So, I, I, Didn't he end up going through almost a whole set of MTRs? I don't know if it was a set. It was at least two. Like, when you have two blowouts on the highway, I'd, I'd be kind of done with that tire, too. Yeah, um, I agree. If I had that experience, I would be done with them. Yeah, it's one thing to have it once. Another thing to, like, have it happen multiple times. And, uh, I don't know. I think the... Like the return or the warranty on him or whatever it was that he was doing was starting to get painful, so he just dumped him. Now he's on the uh, um, oh shoot, what are those tires? The big, really aggressive tread ones. Thirty USDs. Is it the USDs? It might be the USDs. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I would love a like set the, of those. Yeah, those things are sweet looking. They're so mean. Oh yeah. I don't know how they do on the road, but. <laughs> Probably not too well. <laughs> I think he still runs them on the road, so it's it's pretty funny. Because <laughs> they are somewhat round, they'll go fine down the road. Yeah, they just might not go very fast. I don't know. <laughs> looking at speed demons when you're looking at fucking lunchbox. Yeah, but my, my my I don't drive a race car either, Richie. My my definition of fast is not like a hundred miles an hour. It's like 70 okay <laughs> it's pretty boring <laughs> like if my vehicle could do 70 i'm happy that's fast enough for me um <laughs> but uh i, I don't know if you could even do that much. with the usd uh without a ls i i honestly can't say much my my cherokee manages 85 comfortably and it's really weird i can't get out of its own way i don't know um and the gearing just is a problem. I don't know how you did it on 42. It's like, maybe it's my motor. I don't know what's going on. But it, uh, I mean, if I'm not in low range and I drive the thing on the road, it's, I mean, I can get it to go, but it definitely doesn't like first gear. Like, starting from a stop is not its strong point. It's, uh, it's a little sad. Uh, you would be auto it, right? Yeah, auto I was going to say, you guys have, it. uh, had the five speeds, right? Yeah, so we, we feel it struggle. You probably... I don't know if that'd be better or worse with the auto, honestly. I, I just fucking put my foot on the floor and see what she did. <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit better, Graham, yeah. with the auto. Maybe, I mean, for road driving, that would make sense. I wouldn't trade it in low range, though. Right. Yeah, I honestly, that thing was way undergeared. I had four tens in it. No shit. Yeah, I and think it, that's what helped me at the higher speeds. Oh, definitely. Um, but, um, yeah, it didn't nah. get up there very quick. I, 
I think the torque converter helps hide a lot of the uh, the lackluster. <laughs> right. I mean, even if I don't know, I had four tens in mine with thirty sevens with the manual, and I could not drive up hills for shit. It was like I remember going Richie to from where I am in Salem to uh, Brookridge, and some of the hills on Route Two. I just like. I couldn't do it. I was going like 45 miles an hour. And I mean, these aren't small hills, but like it just, it was, it was a little gutless and it wouldn't, uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't continually downshift more. It just wasn't, I wasn't in first gear or second gear, but it was like, right. Uh, you're just winding out that gear you're in. You couldn't slowing, going downshifting would actually slow me down versus speed me up. But I still was only going like 40. Like it just didn't make sense. <laughs> It was just all out of whack, so yeah, know, it was maybe not, the auto would help, but it was it was not that great. It was g- like just barely enough to survive. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. So, the five thirty eights are great, but um, yeah, yeah my shit wagon problems. on five thirty eights. Uh, I have to hold fourth if I want to hold a reasonable spill or speed going up a hill. I can't yeah. English today, but that's like a running theme. Oh, that's okay. I do that all the time. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I don't know. Nowadays, I don't know. I haven't driven mine on the road in a in a bit, but it can do. I can put it in fifth. I drove it <laughs> with the thirty sevens to North Carolina, right? Yeah, so it wasn't that undrivable. Oh. Yeah, it was. I, I ruined the eco box because they didn't tell me you're supposed to put a cooler on it. Oh no! <laughs> but. I fixed it. I haven't broken it yet. 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 I still haven't put a cooler on it, so. <laughs> right. Um. So we got like twenty minutes till XJ Mike's got to go. Um. I figure now would be a good time to ask if you've got any weird animal facts, and if no weird animal facts, insert weird firefighting fact. Um. A blue whale has a six foot dick. That, that's okay. interesting. That, that's that's taller than me. Relatively common knowledge. <laughs> okay, oh, right. shit, my like that one. <laughs> but listen, you got to think the world's largest animals got to have the largest penis too. Okay. I mean, You're he's right. not wrong. All right. Well, let's substitute that with a uh, interesting firefighting fact then, because if mm-hmm. Richie's not impressed. I'm sure you've got something. I don't know about anything interesting. An interesting fact. Um, more adults than you would think call 911 for sore throats and stub toes and fart stuck sideways. <laughs> sore throats? Yeah. Stub toes. <laughs> yeah, okay, man. Like... Do they just need to vent about the fact that they just smashed their foot against a table? Like, no, they want to go to the hospital. What do you do? Do they tell them no? Like, you just stub your uh, toe, you're fine? Or what do they that's do? What it, that's what we'd like to say, but can't. So you send an ambulance for a stubbed toe? Oh, dude, it's, it's quite the fucking wormhole we could go down here. Oh, God. Oh, well, you've got 20 minutes, according to you, so feel <laughs> free to go wild. Well, I mean, you know, people call for something stupid like that and they send a 
million dollar fire engine or a $1.5 million ladder truck and a $400,000 ambulance with six people making, you know, whatever hourly rate to, to go to a fucking person with a sore throat. It's fucking ridiculous. That's wild. Do you, do you bring cough medicine at least for them? No, we say, get your ass up in the, in the ambulance. We'll take you to the hospital and put them right out in the fucking waiting room. Oh my god. That's funny. Um, Tax dollars at work, everybody. Fuck yeah. What's the most dangerous type of fire to ha- that you have to deal with? Um, ones in unsafe buildings. Uh, we just lost three in January to an unsafe building. That's not ideal. No, no. It was... Uh, I was three friends of mine, and I was in there with them, and could have easily been eight of us. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Appreciate it. Uh, I guess that's a really dark tone. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, no, I was going to say, like, my thought was that it would be something like a manufacturing plant or okay. similar. Um, uh, oh, I, there's like a known. You know, when you get like a commercial fire, you know, you got to take your time and step back a little. It's it's the ones where it's in someone's house where, you know, you got to go in and get somebody that's a little more dangerous. I mean, I guess that makes perfect sense, too, though, because it's like, do you really care if Jay Solomon's manufacturing shop burns down? They've got insurance to cover everything and they have plans to get people out yep. versus, you know, grandma's stuck on the third floor. In this rickety old townhouse that... Yep, yeah. these places were built in the 1900s. Uh, yeah. Some in the 1800s, like late 1800s, so... They're not in the best shape. That's what's, wild. What's the craziest scene that you've ever rolled up to? Mm. Sorry for making you relive your traumas, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. Uh, I guess I guess it would be that one. Uh, fire blown out all three floors. Wow. Um, there's been, I don't know, there's been plenty that I just don't, they don't really stand out over the other anymore. On an equally depressing note, what do you recommend carrying in your Jeep besides a fire extinguisher for first aid stuff? I figure you'd actually be a really good person to ask about this, considering your background. Uh, definitely like a good, like one of those run of the mill first aid kits is pretty good. Um, it has stuff to like control some bleeding. If someone gets cut, um, bottles of water is good. You know, if someone's dehydrated or like that girl, that girl that got burned in my Jeep. Um, we used some water on some sterile gauze to wrap it up so it didn't get you know, dirt in it and shit. That sucks. Uh, now, way off topic question, because I do want to come back to this. Uh, was that your to-be wife or someone else? No. Nope. Okay. That was, uh, that was your, your wife is awesome. She's funny as fuck. Appreciate that. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I, I, really I forgot about that. all, like, the banter up until you said that, Luke, for some reason. Like, that just, like, brought it back. <laughs> 
<laughs> she just throws so much shade at people she doesn't know, and it's, like, fucking hilarious. It's even better, though, when, like, one of our dumbasses is trying it, and then you went and tried to go up the same ledge, and you got denied, too, and it's like, oh, shit. Okay. You <laughs> <laughs> um, gave me the fucking blues going up uh, the Crucible Trail one time. Call me, call me all kinds of names. <laughs> Crucible is uh, a fun one. It is. Um, <laughs> I suppose to go back to it, like I've been pushing a little bit, you know, through this and through other channels to get people to start carrying just like a little bit more advanced stuff, like tourniquets or a North American Rescue. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, just because, like. You know, we're talking about rigs where they're either cut up sheet metal and whatnot, or you're playing in rocky sections where if an arm falls out, it's not that crazy to say that you could have to deal with a severe set of fractures or whatnot, or lots of bleeding. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I guess that's a weird transition from your wife shit-talking, but I... <laughs> No, I no, you, you left a pin in your previous conversation, so it's totally acceptable for you to have yeah, come back. Yeah, you come back. But I really want to push that message going forward is, like, at least from my perspective, and I'm extremely lame, and, you know, I've taken a stop to bleed in a CPR course and, like, done some of that stuff through Boy Scouts and whatnot, and, like, my card's up to date, I think. But I really want to try and just push the message of carry some a uh, little bit more advanced stuff, especially if you're going to be doing a little bit more advanced playing. Yep, absolutely. A tourniquet is, a, you know, it's small. It doesn't take up much space. It's they're relatively cheap and could yeah. definitely save your fucking life. You know, um, and like the Israeli bandages are great for burns. They're great for a lot of open cuts too, where you might need to get stitches, but you've got this thing where it's basically fancy gauze and a, what are they, six by four or six by six stick on bandage pad that works really well if you've got a decently large open cut. You can buy the whole kit for like 150 bucks through North American Rescue. Mm -hmm. Absolutely worth it. Yeah, that doesn't sound too bad. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, they're they're great people. Um, you know, I got into them through my shooting sports and was like, holy shit, why are these not more standard and wheeling? Um, because, like, you know, just it's a dangerous sport and I don't want to see people not go home from having a good time for something stupid. like. There have yep. been multiple times where rigs have rolled and people have gotten lucky. Uh, so, in the future, you know, maybe hedge against luck? Maybe not? I don't know. But, that's the end of my little... So many times, right? I don't yeah, know. that's, that's that the happen. end of my medical spiel. I'm sorry to have a downer at the end of the episode between that <laughs> and the fucking um, firefighters not doing... Or not getting out. That's that's yeah, what sucks. my bad there. Hey, it's it's reality, dude. Like, yep, it happens. You know, um, bad shit happens in the world. So, you got anything to leave us with on a positive note? Mm. 
Don't fart in a spacesuit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if we get a chance right after the end of the episode, maybe we can figure out something about parts training those down there, because I know that there is quite a few people that end up running down to like Roush, and if that's an hour and 45 from you, might not be that hard to figure out getting you an 04, pl- or 04 axle. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I'll definitely be looking into that. I got to get a truck too. That was another thing I sold in the. Um... Oh no! You sold the six O. Yeah, that thing. That thing had to go, man. It cost me a lot of like, money. What happened so, with it? Obviously, so, uh, six O. But like, I thought it was all bulletproofed and everything. Yeah, it was. It was bulletproofed, and it we had receipts for that. And so first, the trans blew. So I put a built trans in it, and then uh, both the heads blew. Oh. So put, That's rough. Put, new, put uh, the new heads on it. I don't know what fucking company it was from. Uh, new head studs, all that. So all said and done, I had probably twelve grand into it. And it was starting to get rustier and rustier, very quickly. So I got out from under it before it was worth ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you, dude. Um... I'm looking at like what I want to do in the future with my truck, and I can't come up with a good set of answers. But I do really like the six seven Fords. Yeah, if I'm probably not gonna fuck with another diesel truck unless it's a six seven. Um, I've got a six two right now, and it does fine. It's just the truck's coming up on a hundred and fifty thousand miles. Um, and like it's been really fucking good to me for a really. Like, you know, since I got it right before that Roush trip, it's been great. Um, but I don't know how much longer it's going to be great. Right. Yeah, I had a 2015 6.7 in it. It was amazing. I wish I never would have got rid of it. Highly recommend. Yeah. And I think part of the other reason I'm looking at moving away from the 6.2 is not so much the 6.2 itself, because it's great for going to AOP, Harlan, um, you know, like, anywhere within five hours, it's fine. But (laughs) it's really the long trips where I start getting, like, towards the end of it, I'm tired of it, because you're still hunting for, or not hunting for, but you're still downshifting the truck um, manually before you go into the long hills, so it doesn't, like bog out and then downshift on its own like it'll pull 70 with my jeep behind it on my trailer without a problem but you have to do a little bit of extra work where i feel like with a diesel it's a little bit more idiot proof oh dude i didn't even i could lock it into six gear and go up the roush and it wouldn't would never think about coming out of it <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that's the nice part graham's got an old diesel yeah, I was going to take offense to the $10,000 truck thing. I bought mine for 8 It's been to Tennessee. It's been to West Virginia. It's done a lot of shit for not a lot of work. It's been a great Well, job. I mean, I was just saying because I, I paid 20 for it, and then I put 12 into oh, it. Oh, yeah, that sucks. It would have really hurt to sell it for 10 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that makes more sense. I don't know. I, yeah, bought this I wasn't throwing thing. any shade at cheap trucks. I would love, <laughs> a, love a cheap truck. They have their place. I love mine. It's It's been great. It's just a... Uh, it's a 24 valve, so it's got its own problems, but right. um, it it hasn't, and it's it's not a manual yet. 
but the auto is held together. I had 14,000 pounds on the back of it. Um, was on, wasn't a long trip, but it did it and didn't blow the trans. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, plenty of long trips, too, and it's just, it's been rock solid. I can't complain. But, yeah, I mean, Luke, I think the biggest thing with you and the gasser is just, as we start doing more of these longer uh, distance trips, it's, it's the not gas has got to be tough. It's not even the fuel. It's just the driving experience, uh, right? Like, because, you know, if you're comparing $2.70 a gallon fuel to $4.40 a gallon fuel, the fact that I'm getting 12 miles to the gallon or 10 miles to the gallon towing isn't the worst thing in the world. It's the, just, like, you know, my trip back from Roush, going through the Smokies, man, that truck was working, and I was working to make sure that I wasn't putting it into a position where it was downshifting in the middle of a hill, uh, trying to keep steam up, yeah. and, like, slamming the transmission around or shit, whereas if it was locked into 5th or 6th with a 6.7, it would probably be happier, or if it was a third gen or a second gen and it was locked into overdrive or locked out of overdrive i should say it would just go up them um yeah the the diesel would have been a lot more carefree towing and whatnot where you physically are not working the truck as hard and you know, it's really noticeable, too, with that truck when I gear up to go to, say, good evening, and I've got a spare 231, I've got a bunch of extra food, I've got everything else to go with it, compared to if I gear up to go to AOP. If I gear up to go to AOP, I'm not bringing a spare transfer case, because if I blow the fucking transfer case, I'll make the hour and ten minute drive to go and get a fucking transfer case from my house. Oh, well, why not just put in the truck? That's such a stupid reason. Then you well, don't have to drive three-hour round trip. I mean, the transfer case isn't super likely to blow up, right? I'd rather just have the axle shafts, the food, and everything, because I'm more realistically going to blow an axle shaft or a drive shaft. Okay. And, um... If you put a real man transfer case in, you wouldn't blow it up. Oh, yeah. Trail trash, I, if you're I, listening. Uh, yeah, that too. You should, you should do I, that. I'm not going to argue that, but I'm also, like, you know, this isn't podcast discussion, but my employment situation and what I'm going to do in the future is really up in the air. So I'm not really willing to go and drop the money into the rig. The rig's getting the bare bones to keep it going. That's why I ordered the Barnes um, plate to replace my fuel cell, and I'm just going with the inline fuel pump. I don't really need to have, like, it's going to be wheelable. Like, I fixed the heim joint that was busted and the other stuff that was wrong with the rig. I'm I'm just going to go wheel it at this point until I figure that out. Yeah, fair enough. You know, Alrighty. but on that note, we're I coming up, we it up on the on the 10 p.m. mark. That is our cutoff. Uh so, we got a couple minutes final any closing thoughts anybody? Mike? No, I don't got anything. I really yeah. appreciate you guys bringing me on here though. Oh, anytime, dude. You're great to talk with. I'm just really happy that your water heater didn't blow up tonight. Cause that was <laughs> fucking annoying from our end. I'm sure it was much worse for you. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, hey, good. life happens, dude.
Yeah, I had no to one to, ever. I was getting on a plane for Disney the next morning, so I had to scramble and figure out what I was going to do. I had someone staying at my house and didn't want them to not have uh, hot water. Well, yeah, that's that's a nightmare. Well, on that note, go pick up a fucking IFAC kit from North American Rescue, and we hope to see XJ Mike at Good Evening Ranch this year. And keep Fuck those yeah. water heaters maintenance.